Hey, welcome back. It's Chris, and this is episode six of the Conscious Capitalist Journey podcast. So today I want to talk about many of the businesses that I started, that I failed, that I succeeded in. You're probably wondering what kind of businesses are these? So I'm only going to talk about the ones that I actually formed an LLC with and the ones that um, that were significant. I've spent a significant amount of time, energy, and resources. I'll start from the very beginning. So when I was in Japan, um, I built a website. It was called All Night Out. And the logo was a owl. And basically, it was going to be about night owls or people who like to party, like to drink. Um, they wanted to uh, learn about the, the culture, like the music industry and the underground culture of Japan, Osaka, and so forth. It was actually doing really good, and there was a lot of traction. So I created a, this website called All Night Out, and basically I wrote about my experiences um, in Japan, like, for example, dating, um, trying to find places to eat with your date and what do girls actually think, or sorry, women actually think about foreigners and what the differences were in American culture and Japanese culture and pretty much trying to navigate the dating scene in Japan, understanding. So I even would uh, interview Japanese women about like, okay, when would be a good time to uh, kiss or when would be a good time to ask someone out? I would actually use my um, my job. So my job at that time was a business English teacher. And basically, I taught uh, English conversation and business English, travel English, and so forth. So it would give me the opportunity to bring these topics. So while they could practice their English, I would ask questions to gather information so that I could write them in my blogs. Um, as I described in my past, I was a writing tutor. And then I started to love writing, love documenting my journey in Japan. And yeah, this was a compilation of um, that knowledge. I wanted to um, put ads on it. Uh, go to restaurants and say, hey, if you put your ad on this, I'll charge you a... It was going to be like an online magazine. Um, I didn't really get around to them. I built the system, but then um, it... So from Japan, I probably spent two years building it. And then once COVID hit, it, uh, it just... I just forgot about it. I didn't pay the website fees and pretty much I lost that business. It could have been a great one, but um, I was destroyed by COVID. <laughs> so that was my uh, very first, not first business, but like my first serious business that I, I really thought like, okay, this is my, my step into entrepreneurship. You know, I did like, uh, like travel writing, and blogging and I traveled all over Japan to write my experiences about the countryside and whatever um, my employer told me to. So that was 
a little like entrepreneurism, uh, but it was still being paid by a job. I wasn't working for myself, although I really liked this. Okay, so the next uh, business venture that I embarked on, it wasn't too big, but I had a friend and his name was Koji. And basically, uh, me and him wanted to create a English conversation school. So he was my coworker in the previous job where I taught business um, and travel English and so forth. And basically, he's like, hey, let's make a business. I want to make a business. Um, I have the money. Can you partner up with me? And basically, I was like, yeah, let's do this. Um, I can be your teacher. I can teach English. And I can also teach ukulele. Like, I could teach them about American culture and so forth. Anyways, I've done that for a good year and a half. Um, I've almost two years, I believe. Uh, I was doing this while I was working. So it was more of like a side hustle where um, we would uh, market to students. Um, I would teach. And basically, it was just the two of us. And uh, we built a really nice following. There was a lot of great students. And um, it ended when I left Japan, basically. Um, I decided that I didn't want to uh, stay in Japan for longer because I had things back home to handle. But yeah, that's when that business venture ended. Um, he's still running that school. I don't know um, how well it's running, but I know that he's running it still. And for a business to go beyond the one-year mark, the two-year mark, and over five years, it, it takes a lot. So just a small note, uh, many businesses fail within the first three months. Uh, many businesses after that fail before the one-year mark, then five years, then 10 years. So if you have a business that passes the five-year mark, and even 10-year mark, that's pretty impressive because there's a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of risk. There's a lot of um, paying for overhead. You're paying for employees, taxes. Like if you mismanage your business, you're going you're gonna to definitely go down like real fast. So you need a lot of people, good people around you, a lot of good partners. You need a strong business plan that you follow. Um, when you enter a business, um, like like Elon Musk says, there's a lot of lot of optimism. You're like, yes, I, I made a business, um, and it's so like cool, glamorous, and like, but no one tells you about the shit that you have to go through as an entrepreneur. There's a lot of times where. Uh, especially if you're starting a business where you don't know if you're going to be able to pay rent or eat. Um, there's, there's always that risk. Like even if you think you're doing well, there could be like something that happens. And um, this entering business, I understood this. So although there was optimism, there's a lot of realism and I built a, a lot of patience and thick skin and this is what why i feel like i 
I uh, am as successful as I am. I could be more, <laughs> but basically it is that delayed gratification. Like business is painful, but it's also really exciting and there's a lot of risk. However, in the long run, I truly believe that I will outpace um, someone working in a normal company. Maybe they they get immediate pay, like gratification and stability, but I will earn more in the long run. I don't want to brag, but this is the reality because right now I have multiple streams of income and I'm just adding more as I move toward life. Um, and this is exciting for me because when I first started, it was like, oh shit, how am I gonna, am I gonna support myself? How am I gonna eat? Sometimes I do still have that feeling, but um, it's more stable now. And thinking like five years ago when I started that first company, like I don't really have to worry about that anymore because my businesses are running, and I have savings, and definitely it's headed toward a good direction. So, yeah, I built a lot of um, a lot of endurance to uh, go through really hard times. Uh, as you heard in the my past episodes, it took me nine months to receive a really good paycheck from my real estate business, and I don't know other people who would continue on due to failure. But I already knew that, okay, I know I'm going to fail a lot. I know I'm going to have hard times. I know I'm going to um, handle rejection almost every day. Like sellers would be like, no, F off. Don't talk to me. If you can't do this, uh, if you can't give me what I want, then don't even bother. Even today, I called a seller and he was like, if you can't give me over 400K for my property, don't even bother. But it's 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 a part of the game so yes that is one point that i want to emphasize is you need a lot of patience and delayed gratification and i love that i'm slowly reaping the benefits of my patience now you know um me and my wife were talking over dinner and she was like I don't think uh, you'd have a, like, if it wasn't for me, then I don't know what where you would be and who you would be with. So she's really patient uh, with me. And we've, we've handled like a lot of times where we are like, oh, shit, what, what are we going to do? How are we going to pay for rent? Um, I only have like 50 bucks in the bank account. And that was uh, early on in our relationship. Um, Actually, that was just last year, <laughs> but a lot of things have changed in one year um, and my life has been changed completely by real estate. Um, even if I have a thriving business, it's called Visionary Views. Um, shout out to my Visionary Views bros. Uh, please check out our website, www.visionaryviewsllc.com. We take amazing pictures. We do video, drone. Matterport 3D tours, all that cool stuff. We can make your listings sexy.
<laughs> that was a short ad, by the way. But yes, we um, we didn't know if we were going to eat or. But as an entrepreneur, you can't really prepare for things, but it makes you work even harder. It makes you even try harder than the normal person. Like, imagine this. Your back is against the wall. The Rock said this, and this really inspired me a few years ago when I watched one of his movies, or not movies, his videos and interviews. It was like a motivational speech. But he was like, if you have your back against the wall, there's nowhere to go but forward. And I truly believe that I had created this situation where I was... um like just my back was against the freaking wall. Like I had to just move forward or die, right? Or die trying. And um, they always say, like a lot of entrepreneurs say, you have to burn your bridges or burn the boats, burn your your path for retreat because like it's either success or you die. And if you have that kind of attitude, then of course you're going to move forward because there's nowhere else to go. And this has become my reality as an entrepreneur. And um, just moving forward in the future, I don't mind that I fail a lot. Like this is a part of the learning process. And I don't mind if things take a little longer. Of course, it does get disappointing when there's no results for an extended period of time. I always have these doubts like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And what if I just get a, a, a job? Or what if I just drive Uber, for example? Uber is a cool job, by the way. I would, I would do that every day if, if, I, if I had a, um, a gas-efficient car. <laughs> but I choose to focus on my businesses because I think that's more valuable, a valuable use of my time. Okay, moving on. So I made a marketing company. It was, um, so I took a course. <laughs> it was to market online using Facebook ads. And basically, I learned how to run Facebook ads. And I just, I was like, yes, okay, I learned a course. I'm ready to go. Let's start my LLC. It was called Current Digital LLC. And I thought I was going to make like 10K a month running ads for small businesses. So when I learned and I got to that point where I was actually running businesses for other companies, it was exhausting. It was like, damn, I still have to work like a lot just to get like this much money. So I started my business. I saw some success. I was like, damn, this takes a lot of work. Like, and I just realized you want to leave your job, your slave job, and basically you're, you want to leave that because it, it's just like not your lifestyle. You work, I don't know, crazy hours, like 60 to 80 hours a week, and then you leave it, right? And then you you learn about entrepreneurism, you set up a business plan, and you know how to move forward. Once you start your business, then you're like, oh, shit, I'm working like 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 
So you quit your job to work even more. The only thing is that it feels great that you're not suffering, but it's also a little painful because it's not the the instant gratification that you were used to as a paid monthly paid worker. Like kind of reflecting on my my life when I was in my uh my HR and marketing company recruiting teachers like I would I wouldn't trade anything else I love the life that I have now because I was extremely depressed and it was so painful that you know I I opened about this in my previous episode uh called what do you want to do what do you really want to do but I talk about how it was extremely depressing and stressful working that many hours every day like no one ever no one should work more than that in a in a place that you don't like you you hate and if you start hating people that means if you hard start hating your situation and it physically and mentally damages you and drains your soul that's when you got to get out bro or lady <laughs> just get out of there and i know there's so many other jobs that you can do like um when i was in that job and i was in my depressed state one of my coworkers and friends Cody he was like at that time he was like 32 and i was like mm, 27 he was like dude it's just a it's just a job man like you you shouldn't like be so serious about it and in that time i was like man this dude doesn't know what he's talking about like i i'm the one that gives it my all in anything i do and like he was like dude just it's not worth it being that sad and depressed like it's just a job like you can find another job um doing something else and get paid so don't take it too seriously and only now i realize or not now like after the fact like i realize that you shouldn't spend your time in a soul draining job and put a thousand percent if you don't get that reciprocation from it right so just leave your job have a plan don't be like me okay just just have a plan plan your exit strategy and make sure that it's a profitable one even uber would make you happy man like uber lift bite squad whatever those kinds of jobs you'll be happier although not satisfied just letting you know that Uh, it's debatable. Anyways, I went into after my marketing company continuing on my fourth my fourth uh business that I tried was to be an insurance agent. So if you're if you're familiar with network marketing, there are financial services network marketing companies. I'm not going to say the name cuz I don't want to get sued or anything. But anyways, uh I tried this out for about 8 months. I got my license. 
I did insurance. I opened up retirement plans. But uh, because it was network marketing, there was a strong need to recruit. Or people would like die hard gung ho, like recruit people. Like you need to recruit in order to be super successful in this business. And um, to be honest, I was like starry eyed, and I was like, "Hey, let's let's change our life." Like one of uh, the leaders, they're like, "Work hard three months, change your life." So I was like, "F yeah, I'm gonna work hard for three months and gonna get 10k a month." So <laughs> unfortunately, it didn't end up that way. And um, it was just like really blind optimism. Although it was a great industry to be in, the financial industry, um, a lot of millionaires are made in the financial industry and also real estate. It was just like super blind optimism. And when I didn't produce the results I want, when I got rejected by my friends and family, that's when it got to me. And I was like, hmm, I want to do a business where my friends and family don't feel like they're getting bothered by me. So I enter into real estate. So me and my uh, business buddies, my friends that I met in the financial industry, um, Jerome, Tristan, at the time, Sylvia, and now Carson, we got together. Jerome was like, hey, real estate is popping right now. Like, uh, I remember we watched a video by Meet Kevin. Hey, Kevin, what's up, man? You changed our lives. Thank you so much. Thanks for your uh, YouTube video. This is a shout out to you, Meet Kevin. Thank you. Anyways, we're still doing the business because we saw a video. He talked about how to make six figures by pressing a button. And this thought fascinated us. Like we we're like, oh shit, like there is a software and a camera called the Matterport software and camera. Um, it takes 3D tours of spaces. And just like Google Maps, you can make a 3D tour of your house, uh, a restaurant, a small business, anything you can imagine. Um, you can create tours that allow people to virtually experience something, anything, right? Like we made a virtual tour of a wedding venue. We made tours of hotel rooms. Man, it was it was an interesting idea and it worked, right? I'm surprised it worked. And today we are making a lot of money. Um, I don't want to give you too much details, but it's a multiple six-figure company. Not in the millions, definitely not. Definitely lower than that. <laughs> but um, we are gaining a, a lot of cash flow from that. And um, as I explain in other videos, it's because of teamwork and really good partners. So I can admit that I have awesome partners that really helped continue the business. So as I explain in other episodes, I am someone who is 
extremely good at starting something. I can build systems. I can build websites. I can build follow-up systems. I can um, hire people out. I can build systems. I didn't know that I had this skill at the time, but this is what I naturally did for like throughout my life, right? I made logos, I made websites, I did marketing. All of my life experiences came into one and that translated well in building businesses. So if you were to pay me very well, you can be like, hey, I have this idea. I can be like, okay, okay, you need this, 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 and you need this. And I can build it out for you. Um, unfortunately, I don't have the, the time resources to do that. Um, and it t will take a lot of your effort as well. But yeah, this is what I naturally do. And I'm, I'm very proud of it right now. I can implement it in any business you think about. Um, I'm not the best, of course, but I'm good at building. I'm not good at marketing, by the way. I'm a, a mediocre marketer, but I can write well enough to inspire curiosity. Not necessarily close or get business, but um, once I spend time in that, um, I'm uh, viewed as, or I view myself as a slow but sure learner. It's, uh, I'd like to give you the image of like a searing hot coal. Like, although it's like slow burning, as the longer it stays there, the more that it can engulf like everything around it. So I'm like that searing hot coal that it takes me a long time to learn things. But once I do, I can ignite everything around me. I can like just start like killing it. It takes me a while though. So um, be patient with me. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. So that's visionary views. Please check out our business. And then we went, while we're running visionary views, right? Um, we see the uh, potential in real estate. Real estate was cool. Like this is the industry that we wanted to work with. We started learning about overages, tax overages, and how you can claim money, unclaim money, that is sitting dormant in government treasuries. And if you find the owner of this and you connect them to their money, oops, sorry, you can get a percent of that. Depending on the state, if you find, for example, let me back up. Uh, there's this thing called tax overages. If a home is foreclosed on, with a tax foreclosure, like taxes don't equate to the full value of the house, right? So imagine this, the full value of the house and they don't pay their taxes, right? So because the government wants to get back this money, they foreclose on the house and the house is uh, sold at auction, but they the government only takes like a portion, the tax that is owed. And what happens to the rest of the value? So, for example, 
$10,000 tax lien. Government only wants to take that much money. But they foreclose on a house just for easy numbers. $100,000 of value. So what happens to this other $90,000? So of course, some goes to legal fees. It goes to other things. But it's auctioned at $100,000. Someone buys it. And the $90,000 or let's say $85,000 minus legal fees is put in a treasury. Like it's It just sits there. Um, the owner... Many owners actually are not aware that they can get the difference of that auction. And that, that is theirs because it is the equity, the value of the home. So we're like, whoa, this is a crazy idea. Let's try it out. So we're, we're talking to, to owners who had their, their uh, houses foreclosed on. Like, hey, you have some money sitting in the government. Like, this is is what it is. And, man, we reached out to hundreds of owners. However, um, it didn't work out, right? Um, there was uh, a lot of, like, we would try it, and there was a lot of work that was put into it, but it just didn't happen. Until one day, we are like, okay, what if we can find money because sometimes when a when money is sitting in a bank for too long, um, that becomes dormant funds, and then the government takes over this because the bank, if there's no activity in the bank, they pretty much throw it to the government. They're like, "Okay, here, I don't know what to do with it. Just keep it until someone claims it." So there's a lot of situations where there's there's millions, like, I don't know how many millions, like billions of dollars in, in like treasuries that are just sitting dormant. And if you do not claim it, then the government takes it. Um, it's a process called cheating money, cheat or to lawfully take. So this is a great business plan. Like, if I had the time, I would love to do this. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to do this later in the future. But there are money finders called money finders. They find dormant money in the government and they, they find out who the owner is and they connect the money and get a cut. It's an amazing business. I love this business plan because you can make money finding money. I, I love this. Like I've done it for let's say a year. Um, I did it for a year and me and my wife were actually successful in claiming money. Uh, we found a hundred thousand dollars from this, this guy who lived in California. He's Japanese, but he moved back to Japan. So all that money was left in America. American government kept it there. And uh, pretty much we connected to the money, him to the money, and boom, like after one year, it took freaking long. Like it depends on the county and state for how long it processes. But pretty much 
we got a really nice cut. Uh, we can charge 10% of that. And um, unfortunately, he was going through divorce. So 50% of that, we could claim that. And I was like, whoa, cool. This actually works. But it took one year. So not all situations would be like that. Just letting you know, not all situations. So we're like, cool, this works, but this takes a lot of time. If I had a big team, if I had cold callers, if I had other things, like if I had money to deploy into making a team, this would be a great business. It's like planting seeds. Like it takes a long time um, and you will see your fruits of your labor six months to a year or even two years out. I was like, okay, I need a little more instant money, man. Like, so knowing this, I was like, okay, maybe let's go to the next business. And then comes VR. <laughs> so same business partners from VV, Visionary Views. We are like, hey, VR is popping. Why don't we jump on this bandwagon before it starts coming? And this was when, so all of this is happening during COVID. Visionary Views was in COVID. The other business was in COVID. The lost money business was in COVID. And now the VR business. So basically, we learned as videographers and media people, we learn how to edit 360 videos. So even YouTube has this function where if you have a 360 degree camera, you can kind of look around. So we made like videos of like VR stuff, 360 VR videos. I was like, Whoa, that's this is cool. Like so much people will love this. Like, especially in the pandemic where people cannot move, they cannot travel. There's a lot of travel restrictions. And we we're like, boom, this is a problem. And there may be a demand. We actually didn't do too much research on this. So actually, big point. Before you do any business, make sure there is a market for it, a demand for it, and there's a problem that you're solving. We thought that there was a problem and a market, but guess guess again, right? Like travel restrictions lasted a year. So people could actually travel during that time. And we we're like, okay, people maybe maybe it's too early for VR. Uh, we know it's going to be a big thing in the future, but uh, yeah, our product was actually pretty cool. Um, we made a VR VR tour of sunflower fields in North Shore of Hawaii. So one of my friends from high school, Alyssa, she connected to us to a company that wanted to make a VR tour for educational purposes. Um, this is where our skills shined and we really did well with this. The, I mean, it's amazing what we did. Um, so basically we made a tour of sunflower fields 
and basically the uh one of the head guys there he gave us a tour talked about the sunflowers and like just facts about sunflowers and like how many sunflowers um they need to harvest to get how many seeds and like how sunflowers are so important for the like all of that good stuff anyways we made that tour in 360 um i actually don't know if i'm supposed to mention it but if you type in wailua sunflower vr tour i'm pretty sure it will come up on youtube and you can actually see around you uh and like we actually strapped the 360 camera on a drone and this drone carried a 360 camera um and it was riding on it so it, that was pretty amazing like we woke up super early in the morning um there was a nice like like golden hour as well not golden hour um morning what's what's the time in the morning where the best light is it's usually during morning um as the sun is rising it it like casts um i'm talking too much <laughs> anyways like it's a nice time to shoot during that time because the sunrise is coming but anyways we did that uh, we also connected to a vr company uh that wanted us to produce content like um at that time my wife was actually still in japan so it was spring and we were like oh my god like japan's closed to to travelers now like let's let's make cherry blossom tours and let's capture the cherry blossoms and uh, she can walk around it and we can make like really nice tours from the cherry blossoms and basically i was like hey what if we make like a uh, pay-per-view kind of system where i make a paywall where people have to like type in their information and pay to in order to view like a tour and like i built that whole system i use click funnels and uh i use the lead magnets and so forth we launched it and boom it didn't work <laughs> like people were curious people wanted to see we did get a few sales but it like on a big level it just didn't work like we even bought like paper vr sets that people could like strap on their face and like put their phone in i thought that was pretty cool but like it really doesn't matter how we think right so key point guys people who want to make a business i learned this from russell brunson like it doesn't matter what you think it matters what the audience thinks because the market will show you what is valuable to them and what they will pay for like your business is a voting system and people vote with their credit cards or debit cards how would they pay so if they like it they will buy it and um 
it yeah just depends on the groups and markets that you reach but yeah people pay and vote with their credit cards so that's how you know if a business will do well if people will gladly throw their money at it and unfortunately we didn't know how to market it and i'm sure with time maybe two years or so we'll we'd find a way but we needed instant money because in that time i was like okay my wife is coming or my girlfriend she was my girlfriend at the time she's coming to hawaii i need to make a lot of money i need to start making money now i need to start making money yesterday <laughs> but yeah i was like oh, i can't do this so we're back to visionary views we're still growing the business but surprisingly, Visionary Views was doing amazing. We would get, oh man, our busiest month, we, we had like 40 jobs. And a lot of people would want to sell their home. And keep in mind, we're always doing Visionary Views, like no matter what. The other businesses was just like a, like a few days out of the week or even one day out of the week. But Visionary Views was still consistent. We did consistent marketing. We did consistent um, reaching out. Uh, we did consistent work. And our work just kept getting better and better. And uh, this is like a major thing that I want to express to the listeners is that consistency and constant effort, whether it be like boring or not, exciting or not, like consistent can be boring. But this is what will make you successful is if you really believe in your product, your product's really good, and you're just consistent, that will make you money. And as Meet Kevin said, like you can make six figures pressing a button. And we did that. And that was amazing because um, just looking back on it now, Visionary Views was successful because um, like everyone gets burnt out, right? As a team, you get burnt out. Maybe one guy is burnt out, the other one. But if you have solid team members that constantly believe and do work every week, every time, like your business is going to grow regardless. Just me walking into, for example, real estate meetups. People are like, oh, you're a photographer. Hey, I have a listing that's coming up next week. And like, I didn't even ask for like a listing. It, it's just like being in front of people and knowing what, telling them what I do. That like in a natural way, not like, oh, here 10% off come here please like there's a different energy and like man just like good business now is just me going to a meetup and telling people what I do and that's what is really growing the business right now so we are successful because of this consistency and also being in front of people always telling people what we do also 
a big key factor of our success was a networking community called BNI. So BNI is a great way for entrepreneurs to get into a community that has a culture of givers gain. And what do I mean by this? So they actually feed each other referrals if they ever hear about, like, for example, um, like even if the businesses are not related, like there are things called seats in BNI. There's a finance seat. There's a realtor seat. There's a real estate investor seat. There's a, uh, I don't know, aromatherapy, massage therapy seat, spiritual healer seat. And basically, when you go into this network, they refer you actively. They're always trying to like market for you. And this is what was extremely powerful. I can say that BNI, it fluctuates, but I believe that was the biggest uh, lead generator and business generator. I can say 30 to 40% of our business came from BNI. And it takes a while, um, but you just have to put in the time. And our business partner that manages this and also like became a president in BNI for a year was Tristan. So he did a great job um, building relationships, going to it weekly. I think it was, uh, I think every Wednesday at, in the morning. But like, if you join communities and networking communities like this, you're going to succeed just by being in there. So it's your PR, your daily marketing, your, your weekly marketing. You just, you go there, you talk about like your business and you share referrals. And that is a, an amazing way to grow your business fast. Of course, not fast, but like it will take some time, but that is how you get exposure fast, if that makes sense. So that's a big takeaway. Write that down if you want to grow your business. BNI, talk to Tristan. Um, man, he he killed it with BNI and is still continuing to kill it because um, he became president. And then he became, after a year, uh, they, they switch out their roles and they they change like members. And now he's a success coach and he still gets a lot of referrals. So yes, write that down, BNI. So I lost count, but um, so there's VV, like Visionary Views, best company ever, um, most consistent cash flow. Um, I took a step back and we have systems now that allow us to kind of step back and let other people manage it and control it. Of course, I personally step in when my other partners cannot do the work, but uh, we have this strong system that we're, we have now, and now we're just trying to build out other branches that we can duplicate ourselves. So uh, we're in Texas, we're trying in Las Vegas, Really strong branch is in Maui and 
soon to be NorCal. So if you have any realtor friends or uh, people who need media, let me know. So <laughs> the more the more recent businesses now, and I I told I talked about this in the other podcast was um, my wholesaling business. So I created a wholesaling business with an investor realtor that I shot photos for. So I shoot photos for her often. Um, she does development, fix and flips. And basically she does investing, real estate investing. And basically she was like, she sat me down one day and she was like, hey, Chris, um, it was my birthday lunch. So she took me out on my birthday. Um, yeah, and she was like, hey, you know, you can make a lot of money uh, if you find off-market properties and sell it to me. I was like, what? Oh, tell me more. And she was like, yeah, you don't need your license. You don't need to be a realtor. And I was like, whoa, what the F? Like, this has been a barrier for me for the longest time. Like, I always wanted to try to get my real estate license. But now that you're mentioning this. So, yeah, I, I always thought I would not always, but like from the very beginning of Visionary Views, I was like considering being a real estate agent for a long time. The thing is, is that the wholesaling, you don't need a license and you you talk to market like you, you talk to owners that want to sell their property and they're usually in financial distress. So you bring a solution of, hey, I can buy your house uh, for cash. I know you're going through a lot of problem and a lot of pain. So let me help you by buying your house. Um, for example, there are people in foreclosure who, uh, who will lose their house regardless. And we're like, hey, if we buy your house from you, we can give you some money in your pocket. If their house is foreclosed on, they get nothing. And basically their credit is damaged for a long time. I think for seven years, they can't, it would be on their records, right? Um, their credit will be shot. It will be, it closes a lot of doors if you have really bad credit. So basically, we bring in a solution. We're like, hey, we can buy it fast for cash, two-week close, and no realtor fees. We will buy it off market. We'll pay the closing costs. And yeah, who wouldn't work with us, right? Um, although we we give offers that are lower than market value, we're like, hey, this is what you can do now. And pretty much we give options for them. If you want to get top dollar for your house, just rule of thumb, go with the realtor. If you want fast money, go to an investor and we can buy your houses for you. So very proud of this. We are called Hawaii Home Buying Solutions. HighHomeBuyingSolutions.com. H-I-HomeBuyingSolutions.com. And basically we buy houses for cash and we can help a lot of people in financial distress, whether it be divorce, foreclosure, maybe someone lost their uh, their parents or a sudden death in the family, 
or maybe they're a tired you're a tired landlord where your tenants are not paying you um or maybe like you're fixing too much toilets a lot of stuff is happening to your house let us buy it from you or let us connect you to someone that can help you and i take a lot of pride that if i don't know how to help you i know someone who can because i built my network really well the past year and i know a lot of real estate professionals that can solve your problems i am branding myself as a problem solver and i'm super happy about that so yes we'll buy your house in as little as 2 weeks depends on what kind of financing we do but yes we can also work with you if you want to learn about real estate investing if you're in a in a financial situation where you don't know what to do let's talk uh, we can partner up with you we can split the profits however you want um however we agree and you can profit from a shitty situation just putting it out there like if you have time and if you can wait about 45 days or more usually uh that's how long it takes to get financing um for conventional loans loans go with the realtor get top dollar they'll they'll negotiate on your behalf if you need fast money in as little as 2 weeks sometimes we can close faster because we just have the cash to do so come talk to us um you can contact us at info@hihomebuyingsolutions.com or just send me a, a, a an email to my personal email so chris c h r i s m as in madeline batoon b a t o o n as in nancy at gmail.com and we'll help you out okay so that's my wholesaling business and lastly my newest business something that i truly believe in it combines all of my life experiences all of my goals i know it will fill my cup it fills my soul that i even started this and the reason why i even have this podcast is for this business because i want to connect with people i want to teach people what i know about finance and real estate um real estate has changed my life and i have started this podcast largely because i started this company that surrounds financial <laughs> sorry just messed that up it's surrounds financial education especially in the real estate space more particularly investing in real estate and we want to teach people how to invest in real estate and get a really good return um just really basic numbers I have to be broad because I don't want to break any rules but usually for fix and flips uh and if you want to invest with that as little as let's say 5000 to 50000 100000 you can get a really good return on your money usually it's it ranges from I'd say 8 to 12% annually you can get that return because basically you are helping investors 
make profit and you are rewarded for that. Um, you can put in your money into these investors, investments, and the real estate investor does their thing. So this is called passive real estate investing. And basically you put in your money, let them do all the work and get a return. That's pretty much as simple as it gets. Your money is protected by a promissory note and um, it is, it is um, notarized and pretty much this protects your money because legally they have to pay you back. Like there's no if and buts, they have to pay you back regardless. Like, and if they don't pay you back, there's interest that accrues on this, this thing that they owe you back. It's, it's secured legally by a promissory note. If you bring more money to the table, let's say you have 50,000, depends, uh, 50,000, 100,000, 200,000, you can actually record a lien on the property. And what do I mean by this? So you can actually record that um, a lien that says they cannot sell the house unless they pay you off. So that protects you completely. If they, if they mess up, you can foreclose on that house. Cool. You have a house. Rarely that happens, but I, I don't have a lot of experience with that. Um, but basically that's how you protect your money and AI capital partners can pair you with the investors that do this because our network is huge. We, we work with a, hundreds of real estate investors, mostly in Hawaii, but all over the U S. So we vet these investors and we only work with investors that have a good track record and that truly understand our missions and values of making the world a better place and educating people about real estate. Like I don't want to work with scumbags who uh, just mess everything up. It's, it's just not worth it because investing with us is a lifelong relationship. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to protect my investors and basically vetting in real estate investors is really important for me. So that is the single family space, eight to 12% annually. It depends on how long they hold it, but that's all for discussion. Not every deal is the same. So yeah, come to us if you want to do single family, but more toward passive investing. If you want to hold an investment for a longer period of time, and get higher returns, I would suggest multifamily. And what multifamily is, is apartment buildings. So unlike single family homes, single family homes, their value is tied um, and really affected by the homes that are around it. For example, let's say you live in neighborhood A and the person right next to you, they fall into hard times. Uh, let's say that your house's value is about 500,000. Hey, I'm just using like easy numbers here, but they they fall in under hard times and nothing's wrong with their home, 
but they have to sell it below market value. Market value for your home is again five hundred thousand, and they have to sell it for three hundred thousand. So just them selling that home for three hundred thousand dollars on market that can affect the value of your home, especially if it's like apples to apples. Let's say if it's two a three bedroom two bath, how you kind of estimate the value of your home is the Sold comparables or sold homes around your home in the same neighborhood. So let's say that two other people get foreclosed. That's going to affect the value of your home. And this is really simple, um, really basic real estate knowledge. However, that single family, multifamily, or apartment buildings. Multi-family's value is tied to directly to the net operating income, and this is actually the income that's generated from the people who's paying rent. They're living there; they're paying rent. So, yeah, there's there's all these、uh, equations to get that value: the net operating income minus expenses and so forth. But multi-family is deemed as more stable than single-family because it's like a business. It, there's cash flow, and、um, the value is rarely tied to the comparables around it. Like, of course,、uh, there's market fluctuations, but basically, if it generates positive cash flow, that means the value. It's connected to that value, and we'll get more into this later. But、um, my play, my long-term play, is to focus on multi-family homes, while single-family and wholesaling brings me quick, fast money with fix and flips, wholesaling, and so forth. Multi-family is my long-term play. So putting money into multi-family. And I want to、uh, share that multifamily has higher returns, usually anywhere from eighteen to twenty-two plus percent. So it really depends on the asset. Just make sure you do your due diligence and、um, really understand where you're investing and what you're investing in. Usually, you can get on average. Eighteen to twenty-two percent plus per year for a hold time of five, three to five years. So our strategy here is:、um, you get cash flow, you get equity, and also, yeah, you get money when we sell it. You get cash flow when there's cash coming in. That's that's in a nutshell, right? But other than that,、um, this is going to be my my direction moving forward. Is to one teach people about financial education in finance and real estate, and also just like build this company. Air Capital Partners is I truly believe this is going to be my path. Moving forward, 
for a long time because I truly believe in the mission. You know, as we move forward in the journey, I will share with you my failures and successes in this company. It's too early to say, but I've built the website, the systems. We're still building out our systems right now, but um, right now we are kind of looking on how do we impact someone and educate someone from zero and how do they learn how to first invest in single family homes or multifamily? How do they learn from A to Z or beyond? How do they learn how to invest and become owners of apartment buildings? And we want to make this as a vehicle of building generational wealth. So of course there's tax benefits. Um, if you're paying too much taxes, if you're a business owner, if you are making too much money and getting taxed too much, let's talk. Uh, we can help you with that. If you want to grow, start growing your generational wealth, you can get a great return. And also if you are looking just for long-term stable wealth versus stocks and crypto. So we all know that stocks and crypto go up and down. It's, it's a crazy cycle. But as I was explaining earlier, the value of cash flowing assets like multifamily, they're more stable. They do not respond sharply to the market like single family homes do. But yes, this in a nutshell is how I can help you. Just to summarize uh, how I can help you, um, I can list your properties and make them really sexy. I'm not a realtor, by the way. Sorry, let me rephrase that. I can market your properties very well with sexy media, photos, drone, video, 3D tours, whatever. Yeah, I can. We even do a uh, virtual staging. Number two is that I can buy your house from you. Um, if you're going through a hard time, we can sit down and talk about solutions. Um, the last one is I can teach you how to invest and become a savvy investor. So I'm still new in this game. I'm learning a lot, but. Man, real estate is amazing. There's so much ways to make money. Um, if you don't have money to invest, um, just follow me. Listen to um, this podcast. You'll learn about how to make money in real estate with zero of your own money. And this is where I started from last year. I had none of my own money. But um, just with the strong work ethic, patience, and just a good attitude for this. Like this is how I'm moving forward and achieving some success. So it's still early in the journey. Um, I hope that you follow along with me so that I can teach you exactly what I do. And you can learn from my failures. You can learn from my successes. And to summarize, okay, last point, to summarize on how you can be successful if you're starting a business, number one, have good partners, have a strong business plan, and also be consistent. 
always get in front of people. Like this is a test for you. Like the best self-development course is entrepreneurship. You'll learn a lot about yourself. You will do things that you never thought you would do before. You have to be brave and bold and consistent. And lastly is networking. Networking is extremely important. You can look into BNI or other networking events. Uh, yeah, just there's so many ways to market, but networking is like, it's, it's on the top. I can explain more of our strategies that we use to grow our businesses in the past, but it's those three things have good partners, good, good business plan, be consistent, be brave. And lastly, network, 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 because your network is your net worth. Super cliche, but this is so true. But other than that, thank you for joining me in this podcast episode. We'll see you next time. Hope you learned something. Peace out.